Welcome to our podcast, All About the Car, brought to you by Shrill Tire and Service. I'm your host, Rob Hoffman, an auto service specialist with over 44 years of industry experience. Back with me today, our regular guest, Brian Call, a veteran in the automotive industry with over 40 years of experience. Hello, Brian. Hey, Rob. How are we doing today? We're doing well. And Bill Sherl, a guy that's been driving a long time and always has a lot of great questions. Hello, Bill. Hello, Rob. I got my questions in my pocket. Sounds good. Let's hop in. And back in the mid-19th century, great inventors like Charles Goodyear, you might recognize that name, and John Dunlop set the stage for what we now know as tires. As time went on through the trial and error, the tire industry worked feverishly to find the magic balance of safety, comfort, and longevity. Today, no doubt, the tire is one of the most important safety features of the modern car. The tire is our direct connection with the road. Because our tires take on the majority of the work, we often neglect and forget that they need attention too. So today, the three of us are going to visit the Hey Sherl Tire section of our website. That's the section that we ask those important questions and hopefully help to make everybody more informed drivers. You got it. Perfect. So let's start with number one. Yeah. What do I do if I get a flat tire while I'm driving my car? Brian, this one's for you. All right. Well, let's first start. Always check your tires before you start out on a road trip or going somewhere long so that you don't get a flat tire. So this should be like a pre-flight inspection? a prevention Uh would be step one. But then now back (laughs) to you, Brian. Well, if you get a flat tire, the first thing you got to do is maintain control of the car. If you have a blowout or something like that where there's a rapid air loss, we want to make sure that we get off to the side of the road safely and... Worst case scenario, if you have to drive, you're going to ruin the tire, possibly the rim, but that's much better than putting yourself in harm's way. So get off the road safely, stay with your car, have your passengers stay in the car, and assess the situation to see what you got going on. So safety first, you got to get out of the line of traffic, get off as far as you can to the side of the road. Sometimes on the interstate, you see the cars, they pull off even partially into the grass area. That's probably better than... That's much safer. Okay. Give yourself plenty of room. And then what happens? Okay, so you're safe off to the side. What's next? Do you make a phone call? I guess I'd start by changing the tire. Okay. Only if you have one, right? <laughs> Hopefully you got a spare. <laughs> Not every car has a spare tire, but... Most of the cars that don't have a spare tire have what's called a run-flat tire, extended mobility tire, where you can drive on it up to 50 miles, below 50 miles an hour. So you can safely continue your journey to get to a safe point to pull off to the side of the road. So it's still the run-flat is you've blown out the tire, but it's going to keep working. How would I know that it actually blew the tire? Yeah. Yeah. You got to know what's on your car. I guess most people wouldn't know that. And it's a small percentage of the cars actually have the extended mobility tires. Most people have just the regular plain old tire that once it's flat, it's flat. So it sounds like there's a lot of things going on during a scenario like this, mainly safety-wise. I mean, if you're not one that's familiar with changing that flat tire or don't even know where your spare tire is, I'm thinking a tow truck just to help get yourself, if you're not able to change it, Ryan, you said you would be able to do, get yourself off the road altogether. You can phone a friend too. If phone it's a, a friend, yeah. Tire repair. But again, you got to be safe with it. There's been too many accidents where a person is in between the two vehicles, the stranded vehicle and the person coming to help, and somebody rear ends that second car and crushes 
the person in between the cars. So you definitely don't want to be standing in there. Most cases, you're going to have to to get the spare out, get the jack out and things like that. This might be where you really want a state trooper to be behind your car. You get some lights going on and get everybody to move over, Absolutely. which they may not do without that. And it sounds like just a good scenario to look in your trunk and see where your tire is and what kind of tire it is. Oh, the owner's manual be a good place to there start. There we go. We always come back to that, the owner's manual. Totally don't know what's going on with changing the tire. A lot of tires are underneath the vehicle, the spares, caravans. They put them underneath the vehicle in between the driver and the passenger front seat. Which that might be kind of hard to get out. It makes it a challenge when the car is leaning and there's a winch in there that you crank the, the spare tire down, but you still got to get underneath to pull that out, unhook it from the winch so that you can use the spare tire. I'm thinking tow truck. Yeah. <laughs> and how often should you even check the spare tire? Because obviously, if you drive for a couple of years and don't have it, or don't use it. Ideally, you should check it all the time. Okay. When you're getting your service done. That's true, yeah. A lot of them are inaccessible, though. They put the tire in a compartment in the trunk, and they put them upside down. So you got to take everything out of the trunk, then take the tire out, flip it over to put air in it. So they don't make it easy to do. My, my takeaway here is just don't get a flat tire. That'd be true. <laughs> right. Can't yeah. always control that. But I know if you keep good tread on your car, your chances are much greater of not getting that flat tire. So let's just say that this does happen, whether it's a parking lot, when you come out of the grocery store or on the road and you pull over in time to where you don't damage that tire and it's repairable. So it didn't ruin the tire. At Sheryl Tire and Service, we repair those tires for free in the automotive and light truck. What does that service include? A proper tire repair includes, obviously, dismounting the tire. And so you can inspect the inside of the tire to make sure there's no internal damage done that you wouldn't see from the outside. And the complete tire repair includes a plug to seal up the hole and then a patch on the inside for the air retention. So you hear a lot of people talking about, yeah, I got my tire plugged. Well, it's not a permanent repair. That's something that can get you off the road. You're in the middle of Montana, and you got to drive a couple hundred miles to the next service facility. Yeah, people put plugs in to get there because they don't have the tools to get the tire off sure. the rim. So, yeah, there is a place for a plug, but it's not a permanent repair. So it really needs to be taken care of permanently, providing that tire is repairable. Correct. So you're describing that there's the capability to plug the tire from the exterior of the tire correct while it's on the rim yes okay do i get a plug kit if you're driving in montana you might want a plug kit i'd keep one yeah and keep an air compressor so that you can continue to go but around here now how do i keep an air compressor in the middle of montana are you saying a pump no there's little portable ones that are battery operated off your cigarette lighter uh, if you have a cigarette lighter. Your auxiliary port. Oh. So this I'm would, old school here. A USB auxiliary <laughs> no, point? No, the 12-volt auxiliary okay. point. Got so it. this would be included in that list of your junk in the trunk. Right, exactly. <laughs> we talked like, about that oh before. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of complexity here. So, if you're, well, I guess being safe and thinking ahead to those scenarios is really important. I carry a portable air compressor about the size of... A kid's lunchbox, a school lunchbox is about all the bigger they are. I carry one in each of our cars, and I've had to use it. Get a flat tire on vacation, you go up, pump it up, and head to the nearest facility to get it fixed. So, Sheryl Tire's free tire repair includes the dismounting and mounting of the tire, the inspection of the tire on the inside, outside, all the way around to make sure it's repairable, 
the repair, and then, of course, remounting that tire and putting it back on the car. Yep. And that's all for free. Correct. Providing it's repairable. So what's the percentage, would you say, of repairable to non-repairable if you had to throw out a number? Very high repairable. Okay. Where it becomes non-repairable most of the time is somebody gets a flat tire driving down the road. Even though they get off to the side of the road rather quickly, it doesn't take long for the weight of the vehicle pushing down on that flat tire to ruin it. And that's never a fun conversation. No. I got off and right away. Well, well you're going 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Right away isn't soon enough. And how long has that been losing air? And you just don't realize it. By the time you get off to the side of the road, the damage has been done. So providing that the tire is deemed repairable and the correct repair has been done, that tire should be good to go for the rest of its tread life. Absolutely. No worries about that. Good to know. Good to know. Hopefully that answers the questions that our listeners have. You can do multiple repairs on the same tire as long as it's within the section that can be repaired and the patch doesn't touch each other. So you can have four, five, six patches in a tire and it's still safe. Boy, that's just a string of bad luck. Isn't I was going to say, that's <laughs> not driving in the right places. Yeah, you might want to change your path to get to work. Yeah, I'm thinking something has to change because you expect differences or changes like that with the same thing. You and know? do most people then put the spare tire back to being a spare? Yes. Typically, it's a different rim and tire okay. than the one that's on your vehicle. I know that, you know, like the little donut, obviously, yep. I can drive around, but a full size. Most cars are donuts or mini spares. And so many cars nowadays come with alloy, fancy-looking wheels, and your spare typically doesn't have that. So you'd put that back under for spare. Well, with our next question, it's geared a little bit more towards the maintenance of our tires. And I come back to my original comment that oftentimes we neglect and forget about those tires that are rolling underneath us. So the next question is, how often should I have my tires rotated and or balanced so there's a couple twists for you, Brian. Yeah, what's, what's your recommendation there? And what's the difference between rotating Rotation. and balance? Exactly. Oh, rotating the tires is putting it on a different position on the car. So we're moving it around to even out the wear pattern. So we're not talking about a spinning tire, a rotating tire. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do roll them when they we move do it to too, the different yeah. <laughs> spot of the car. So rotating them is what promotes even smooth tread wear and increases longevity of the tire. Most front-wheel drive cars will wear out a front tire about twice as fast as the rear tire if you don't rotate them. So the front ones wear out too fast, and the rear ones get in a regular wear pattern much easier. So that's the reason why we rotate them. So you're saying each corner of the car or end of the car treats tires differently. Mm -hmm. You get a different wear. There's okay. different requirements. On the front, you got 75% of your braking. You got all of the steering. You've got the transmission of the power to the ground. Oh, good. So it wears a lot quicker on the front tire. So are there, I mean, I'm directional tires, is that, do they just go front and back? Yes, correct. They don't cross? No. Nope. Because normally they would cross. Is yeah. that correct? We call it crossing to the drive. So on a front wheel drive, the rear tires are the ones that are most susceptible to an irregular wear pattern. If we cross them when we move them up front, it's changing the rotation and accelerates making the regular wear pattern go away faster. So it cleans them up faster. The front ones we just take straight to the back. Okay, so back ones cross to the front and front ones just go directly back. And that's on a front wheel drive. Okay. Rear wheel drive is opposite. Ah, okay, yep. So as far as directional tires, yes, we can only go front to back. For some reason, it would need to be crossed. Got some really nasty wear on it. We would have to dismount them off the rim 
to put them on the opposite side of the car. Oh, yeah. Which so, there's an expense with that. Without getting too sideways here, let's briefly tell us, our listeners, what a directional tire is. Many snow tires are directional. Many of your performance tires are directional. What that's designed to do is enhance the traction for getting rid of the garbage on the road, the sleet, the slush, stuff like that. It increases traction. Typically, performance tire would be on dry roads. Snow tires would be, obviously, winter driving. It's a way that the engineer can design a tire to grip better in a particular situation. The downside is they are typically more susceptible to a regular wear because you can only keep them on the same side of the okay, car. Okay, so it's designed to go only turn around one direction. Correct. And I think the easiest telltale sign of a directional tire is almost like a V pattern in the tread. Is that correct? Looks like a tractor tire. Okay. And then there's a that's symmetric. Only, that's only helpful if you know what a tractor tire looks like. <laughs> we'll stop now. We'll show hey, you we what live in Bill. Come on. Yeah, everybody's right, egg related here. No. <laughs> yeah, with past podcasts, we were out to Food and Farm Exposition yeah. Center. So we learned all about tractor tires there. That's true. There's also asymmetric tires, which it's a non directional tire, but there's an inside and an outside. And again, that's to make characteristics of the handling better. So just trying to make a better mousetrap, trying That's to make right. it a better tire. You made a good point there. You said, come down to the tire center. We do have those directional tires on display at our tire and service centers. So if you want to stop by and see what that looks like, it's the easiest Especially way. if I don't know what's on my car. Absolutely. And then you asked about balance in yeah. conjunction with that. Balance is what takes the vibration out. So as tires wear, they do change balance. So it's a good idea to balance them as well as rotate them. And when you purchase tires from us, we do rotate and rebalance every 6000 free of charge. Free? Okay. How do you balance? You put it on a machine that measures where the heavy spot is and where the light spot is, and then you put a weight on to counteract that. So obviously creating better wear pattern. Mm-hmm. And smoother, quieter ride. As with every All About the Car podcast, we break away halfway through and visit a very interesting destination in Wisconsin. And this time we're heading down just north of Milwaukee, I believe, to the town of, or close to, Hubertus, Wisconsin, to Holy Hill. I haven't been there, but the research I've done makes me want to go. So this is a beautiful, it's actually on a mountain. They call it a cone-shaped mountain, which stands out in the Kettle Moraine area, I believe. You can see it from there. I wonder if it's officially a mountain, because you have to have so no. much height <laughs> to read as a mountain. But we'll just call it a mountain. Yeah, I think in a map, they say, a map from 1676, which we're going way back there, Showing a cone-shaped mountain in Wisconsin. So that's probably how they described it. Right. Being used to Wisconsin a little bit at that time, seeing this cone-shaped something stick up look like a mountain. But then again, they changed the name to Holy Hill. Yeah, so it's a hill. <laughs> but I have, like, again, I haven't been there, but it looks absolutely amazing. And the views are breathtaking from what I understand. There's some stairs there that it takes to climb to get to the top. The spire. That's up to the spire. There is elevators. I actually have been there. And there's a lot of ramps and elevators for mobility issues that you can definitely see. The chapel, the space, the objects and things around the building. There's several cafe and things like that are all accessible. It's just that spire 
with its 178 steps. That's a lot of steps. Yeah, that you cannot necessarily get to. They have not put an elevator. But, I mean, it's amazing. That whole Holy Hill dates back to like 1863 and been around a long time. It's been around a long time. Yeah, and the pictures I see, and Bill, you've been there, but the architecture is just absolutely gorgeous. And what I find really interesting is that you already mentioned the 1676 map by a missionary in Wisconsin, and that you just don't think of that happening in our place back in 1676, which people were here. I mean, that's pretty cool. So it looks like a good idea to check your air pressure and your tires, make sure you got a good set of tires on, and looks like a good day trip to me. Totally. And how I think we ended up going there was we were on our way down to Milwaukee and just said, all right, let's leave an hour or so earlier and just swing into Holy Hill on the way down. So it was very easy. The drive was beautiful off the interstate and there was plenty of parking and the experience was really quite nice. Sounds good. That's another destination on my list. And all I have to do to gather all these destinations is listen to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So let's get back to those questions on Hey Cheryl Tire, which is a portion of our website. So if you've been out there and you've seen those questions, we're breaking those answers down right now today. So the next question that comes up on my list is, do you provide, and they're talking about Sheryl Tire and Service, wheel alignments? Brian, that's an easy question. Easy answer. Yes, of course we do. Want to make sure that you get the maximum life out of the tires that you can by properly maintaining them. So we kind of broke into balancing and rotation. We got a good description of that, but wheel alignments can be a little deceiving. What does that mean? Making them, pointing them straight down the road so that you maximize the wear of the tire. Okay. That's a pretty simplistic way to look at yeah. it. Yeah, right. And it prevents bad wear. That's what it's designed to do. And if I remember correctly, the last time that we talked about this, it gets very technical rather quickly when you get to towing in, towing out. Oh, absolutely. And how do you correct it in the machinery that is used to be able to do all this work? The alignment machine is very expensive, and you have to have a special ramp to work on it, so... There's a lot involved with it. And how much is the machine is adjusting to the manufacturer structure of the vehicle and wear and tear on the vehicle? Does it get out of alignment? Does the car become out of alignment or is the tire out of alignment or the wheel? Like what becomes out of alignment? The car is out of alignment. So the wheel is going down the road crooked. Okay. Based on hitting, you always know, think of hitting a pothole is bad for the tire, but is it also bad for my alignment? Yes, it definitely will affect the alignment depending on how hard it is hit. Suspension wear, age, the car settling because the springs are getting a little weak. All of those components is what directly affects the wheel alignment. So even just normal wear and tear, just yes. driving every day. Normally, no potholes, which is impossible in Wisconsin. Right, you're going around a corner a little too fast, and it soon pulls on the mechanical structure of driving. Just over time and miles, they can be out of alignment, is what I'm hearing. The parts get a little bit of wear in, even though they're not to the point where they need to be replaced. All of those components combined can have enough wear in them that it's going to affect the alignment. So we want to get it back into specifications. So the general idea is as you're driving your car or pickup truck down the road, those tires should all be aiming straight down the road. You don't want to have them out, in, in, out, you know. Yes, (laughs) you do to a point because it compensates for driving down the road. Sure. That's getting into the technical jargon. We don't need to go that deep right now. (laughs) Probably not. Tell me how I know if my car is out of alignment. You don't. A lot of people 
relate pulling left and right yeah. to being out of alignment. More times than not, the car won't pull, but it's out of alignment because of what's called toe. Picture your feet walking down the sidewalk and your toes are pointing towards each other or the toes are pointing out. Toe out, toe in. Toe out and toe in. And that is actually the alignment angle that wears the tires the fastest, but typically you won't get any reading or anything. My car's not going to pull to the left off the road because I always remember like that test. Take your hands off the wheel. Obviously, you don't do it very safe. Stretch of roadway where there is no other cars and does my car pull somewhere to determine if my tire's in alignment. So that's a falsehood. That is correct because the angle that wears the tires the fastest won't cause a pull. Got it. But if it does pull to the left or the right, that's probably a sure sign something might be amiss. There's something going on. It may or may not be the alignment. There's some other things that can cause that too. So we do suggest checking your alignment on an annual basis just to make sure, see where you're at. Yeah. Most people put on twelve to 15,000 miles a year. So that's a good interval to double check everything. I dialing it back several years ago, the state patrol, their trooper cars from the factory were out of the line. And just one of those things that happened, something got messed up. And they were wearing out the tires in 2,000 miles. Wow, that's wow. really bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that can happen. Another potential indicator that the alignment may be off is your steering wheel's off-center, too. Because typically, when everything everything in the car is right, it should be straight down. The steering wheel should be straight on. So a crooked steering wheel could indicate a possible bent part from a pothole or a misaligned front end. Not always, but in some cases. So that's a good, if you have that issue, not a bad idea to get that checked. Could save you thousands of dollars. There you go. I like that. So when we have a car to do an alignment on, perform the alignment, what all is done or adjusted in that procedure? What do we do from start to finish in a wheel alignment service? That varies so much between cars. So generally speaking, we're checking air pressures. Yeah, obviously checking tire condition, making sure they're the same size tires. There you go. That are correct for the car. Looking at the suspension, the steering components, making sure there's no problems with that. Then we hook the machine up to it to see where the readings are in comparison to what the specification should be. And at that point, some cars are fully adjustable. You can adjust the front suspension, rear suspension, camber caster, toe, all of that. Some cars you can only adjust toe, which is what I talked about with your feet earlier. Camber is the inward and outward tilt of the wheel at the top. And too much jargon? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just like envisioning yeah. that aspect yeah. of the tire. You have it going left and right, but also the top of the tire going left in and, and right is the in and out. Yep. And those two angles are the ones that wear the tires the most. There's a caster angle that on a lot of cars is adjustable. That's like your shopping cart when you get one of those wheels that oh, just yeah. goes rattle, rattle, <laughs> rattle, back and forth. <laughs> That's typically a caster problem. Okay. So get your shopping cart aligned. Yeah. Don't want that in my car. That would drive me crazy. And then obviously a test drive. Our technicians want to feel what you feel as a driver. So I'm sure that would be the beginning and end of that. Yep. Excellent. We've broken that a wheel alignment down pretty good. So we have a better idea of what that's all about. The final question I have today in Hey Sheryl Tire list of questions is, I bought my tires online. Will Sheryl Tire and Service install them? Brian, what do you think? Yes. Yes. That's a simple one. That's We're done. No. <laughs> we'll put them on. So how does that work? We just install them just like we would our own tires. One of the disadvantages, you don't get all of the maintenance that we do, the rotate and balance when you purchase tires from us. Checking the alignment when you purchase tires, tire repairs, road hazard coverage. 
all that would not be included from warranty backing. They probably have to have their own warranty if they purchase the tires. A lot of times we can take care of the manufacturer side of it, but a road hazard warranty where something has damaged the tire would not be covered. Okay. So it's as simple as that is, yes, we will install tires you bought online. Yes, we do. We are a tire shop. But we do guarantee the best tire prices. So we'll beat the internet tire providers pricing. Awesome. Well, that's simple. So come in with a price from the internet if that's so yeah, inclined to do If you so. want local yeah. support and backing, bring that price in. We'll take care of it. There's often, you know, that's very typical that how often do people shop online and then I always try to find it locally. So it could be the best of both worlds. With tire shopping anymore, most people do research. It's about right. 80% yeah. of the people mm-hmm. in the market for tires are doing some type of research online. It's a big purchase. Absolutely. And there's so many different options and variables that it's difficult to make a decision. So the more informed you are, we can help you make your decision that you're comfortable with. We don't need to go into that, but there are a lot of questions to ask about what kind of tire is the right tire for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The same two different people with the same identical vehicle may need two totally different tires. Based on use. Yep. One of those things that always jumps to my, if I'm towing a vehicle, towing something, a camper, I better know exactly what I'm... Load range yeah, and air exactly. pressure. And mm-hmm. Yeah, totally different. Well, in this episode of All About the Car, we learned so much more about tires today. We hope that answering these common questions from our listeners will help you become a more informed driver. We hope to have you right along next time on All About the Car. To listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, or to simply send us a message, head to allaboutthecarpodcast.com. We'll see you next time.